This is Bigger Pockets Daily. Get ready for a bite-sized guide to building wealth through real estate. BiggerPockets.com offers the world's biggest real estate investing forum and thousands of blog articles like the one I'm about to share. We bring you these in audio form because you can't read when you're riding your bike or building a deck. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Managing your finances used to be a pain. It was either useless apps or overcomplicated spreadsheets. But now with Monarch Money, managing your money is easier than ever. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com bigger. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it easy to set up, customize, and use. You can even collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor at no extra cost to get a joint view of all your finances. Customize your dashboard, notifications, and budgets with the tap. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show right here will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash bigger. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash bigger for your extended 30-day free trial. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app slash landlord. That's rent.app slash landlord. How to Calculate Cap Rate for Investment Properties by Paul Moore. And a quick heads up, this is part one. So there are two different parts and you can listen to part two tomorrow. So if you're new to real estate investing, you may feel overwhelmed and wonder how to determine which properties to buy. Optimally, you'd like to get a handle on which investments will be the most profitable before jumping in, and you can by understanding how to calculate cap rate. Calculating the market cap rate or capitalization rate is hands down the best place to begin. 
especially for real estate investors. So first, let's define our terms. A cap rate is an annual return from operations that an investor expects to receive for a certain asset in a specific market at the current time if the asset were to be purchased for all cash. A cap rate helps indicate the rate of return that investors will most likely generate on an investment property. While there are several ways to estimate the market value of an investment property, many common options fall short because they fail to consider important variables such as capital expenses, deferred maintenance costs, market factors, and debt terms. This is why one of our main rental analysis tools should be the cap rate. Still, when calculating an investor's potential return, it's important to recognize that the cap rate does have its limitations. So, for instance, it does not consider the time value of money and future cash flows, account leverage, and other real estate metrics. It's also somewhat ambiguous because there aren't concrete numbers for good and bad cap rates. Rather, the cap rate is an effective way to quickly weigh an investment against another to calculate which will produce a better return on investment, or ROI, within the context of a particular real estate market. Let's jump into how to calculate this cap rate thingy. So, for example, let's say you're at a local real estate meetup and someone presents you with an off-market deal. This won't last long. It's price to sell. You better jump on it, they say. Oh, that sounds great. But is it really a good deal? So here's where you begin your assessment. The most widely used cap rate calculation formula is pretty simple. Cap rate equals net operating income, NOI, divided by current market value. You can also turn this formula around to calculate other variables. So if you want to know what you should pay for a property, take the net operating income divided by cap rate, and that equals the value. If you're curious about what your net operating income will be, value times cap rate. That will be your net operating income, or your NOI. For these cap rate calculations, keep these things in mind. The net operating income, NOI, is the annual income generated by the property, which can be calculated by deducting the operating expenses associated with the property, including upkeep and maintenance costs and property taxes. Current market value refers to the property value according to current market rates. While some calculations for cap rate use purchase price instead of current market value, this version has limitations regarding property prices for old properties whose purchase amounts skew very low, as well as inherited properties, where the purchase price is, of course, zero. Cap rate as a measure of risk. The cap rate can also be used as a way to estimate risk. A higher cap rate usually implies a lower prospect of return on investment, and thus a higher level of risk. In contrast, a lower cap rate can mean a better valuation and a lower level of risk. Does this mean it's better to go for a lower risk investment, lower cap rate, or a higher risk investment, higher cap rate, that may have a better potential for a higher return on investment? Unfortunately, the answer isn't cut and dry, as with most things in life and most investment decisions. Rather, the relative value depends on your personal investing goals, tolerance of risk, and many other real estate metrics. And because of this, when evaluating investment rental properties, it's important to view cap rates as only part of the equation. Capitalization rate example. All right, so to give you a cap rate calculation example in everyday terms, 
Imagine a seller's asking 600 grand for a 10-unit apartment's purchase price and the net operating income, NOI, is $30,000 annually. Your calculation expressed as a percentage will look like this. $30,000 divided by $300,000 equals 0.05 or 5%. That's a 5% cap rate. Most historical standards consider this a high price and low cap rate for assets in most markets. You may decide that you don't want to pay 600 grand. Instead, you determine to make a 7% annual return cap rate on your rental property investment and just buy for cash. What should you pay then? Simply plug in the appropriate figures to determine the value. $30,000 divided by 0.07 equals 428571 bucks. Notice that the move from a 5% to a 7% cap rate is a wide swing in price, from 600 k to just over 428 k The denominator in this equation causes a large fluctuation in the outcome. In other words, a small change in cap rate can cause a significant change in value. Also, note that even if there's a $30,000 in annual net operating income, it doesn't necessarily mean you'll pocket that much. There may be CapEx and other items to consider, most notably debt service if you take out a loan. The principal and interest rates on a loan of this size could be a few thousand per month, consuming most of an investor's expected cash flow. But if that's true, would you use debt anyway? Why would you use debt? Some property investors might choose that route because leverage could allow them to buy more property for the same amount of cash, and it could multiply the appreciation received on an asset. Although I've been a commercial real estate investor for many years, I'm still surprised sometimes when I calculate the power of debt with regard to increasing the value of equity. What is the formula for a cap rate? So, the formula for a capitalization rate is calculated by dividing a property's net operating income, NOI, by its current market value. The property's cap rate is typically expressed as a percentage and measures the rate of return on a real estate investment. So, the cap rate indicates a property's income potential relative to its value in the market. This helps real estate investors assess the profitability and risk associated with a property. So what's a good cap rate in real estate? Through the late 1990s, investors looked at about 10% as the benchmark cap rate for commercial real estate assets as a whole. Today, average cap rates for multifamily and other real estate investments can run from 4 to 7%, and 10% is really a distant memory. The massive influx of capital-chasing multifamily deals have driven cap rates down to historically low levels, meaning prices are at historically high levels. Once you shop for and evaluate property investment deals, you will become familiar with a good or bad cap rate in your local market. Real estate is local. Which factors determine cap rate? All right, so the essential aspects determining a property's capitalization rate include its location, condition, market demand and trends, rental income potential, and prevailing interest rates. In desirable locations with high demand, cap rates tend to be lower, reflecting a higher property value and the potential for a stable expected growth rate in rental income. Conversely, less desirable locations or rental properties with lower income potential may have higher cap rates. Property condition also plays a role. 
as well-maintained properties are generally more attractive to a real estate investor. Market conditions and interest rates can also influence cap rates, with lower interest rates typically leading to lower cap rates, and vice versa. U.S. Multifamily Cap Rate History So there is a chart that you can see right inside this article at BiggerPockets.com showing large multifamily cap rates from 2002 to 2018. Remember that this is for large transactions, and these big players can often endure more compressed cap rates than you'll want to consider. So the averages include newer, more stabilized assets that you may be looking to buy, which likely means you'll be taking on more risk, more potential maintenance and repairs, and a chance for higher vacancies. All this translates into a higher cap rate or lower price for your transactions. So in your evaluations, you may also quickly realize that broker estimates of cap rates differ from the actual cap rates. Brokers sometimes base the cap rate on a pro forma, or theoretical, operating statement. This means they calculate what the property will be making once you buy it, for an inflated price and after implementing successful marketing and management changes. So you can draw your own conclusions, but I do recommend you rely heavily on past performance, or what is, over future projections, what can be. So be careful. It's easy to get fooled in this way. That said, if you have definitive changes that you can make to an asset to quickly improve the property's net operating income, this can be an offsetting factor. So, quick example, my firm, Wellings Capital, acquired a 125-unit townhome community in 2017. We knew the water and sewer expenses were over 100% too high. <laughs> Through our due diligence process, we discovered the culprits. To improve the situation, we plan to install water meters on individual units, fix the leaks stemming from worn toilet flappers and pools, then pass the water bills on to the tenants. We took these steps after the acquisition, cutting our water bill in half as planned, adding about 10% to our bottom line income. Boom! And that is the end of part one for today. Next time, tomorrow, we will talk about other methods of analyzing properties in part two. That's today's show. We'll see you tomorrow. But in the meantime, keep listening to more educational real estate content with one of our top-rated audiobooks at biggerpockets.com audiobooks. Each audiobook is a masterclass, if I dare say. Whether you're a rental property investor, a short-term rental host, a flipper, an agent, or a private lender— you'll find a captivating audiobook to propel you to success. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.